back to King Wells Court. We've got episode 15 coming back to you right now and uh, as you can see I'm not fucking dead. I'm still here. Uh, took a few weeks off doing the old podcast and these poor bastards were meant to be with me the, the week of the fucking... It was the day before actually the heart attack. So uh, I think I owe these guys a really good episode today. So it's great to see an old friend of mine, an old running buddy and the DJ in days. Um... <laughs> With his, his new band, it's not really not new anymore to you, but it's new to it's new to a lot of people. But and another familiar face down below me on my screen. And today we have fraught. Am I right with saying it like that? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, spot on. Thank you very much. Welcome to King Wall's Court. Thanks, Emil, for having us. It's you may good enter. To see you well. I'm trying. I'm doing my best. You know, that's all I can say. I was <clears throat> I was excited to get on to just get back to on podcast because this is the only link i have to music at the minute yeah know? like yeah. i don't know what you use if you like use are, are musicians i'm not you know i'm a singer that's that's nothing you know what i mean <laughs> well at the moment we're all just waiting <laughs> yeah like as, you know you like you can play your instruments and i'm trying to play bass at the minute but uh before christmas i, I left my bases up in my brother-in-law's for just for space and i still haven't gotten them back yet so i'm trying i'm dying to get my bases back to Try and play a bit of feckin' music, you know yourself. Yeah, I got the creative juices going again. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, how's the farm with you two boys? How are you keeping? Well, good, yeah. I think the same as everybody else, just getting sick of, of lockdown and not being able to do very much in the music front, you know yourself. Yeah. yeah. Not being able to jam, not being able to meet up and get ideas flowing. So. Yeah. Where did you guys jam anyway, actually, before it's all kicked off? Uh, we've got a kind of a, a room slash lock up down in um, Fibsborough. Where else? Oh, is that the one with the the gates that you you press the number for, like on your phone? No, I don't know if, it, if there's a formal name for it. Like we just know it as the jam jar. Um, <laughs> but we used to we used to rehearse there back with with Wound upon Wound and Morticnia, and we just kind of kept kept going there. Um, yeah. I think uh, Carl Levy usually kind of takes care of the place or runs it. So. <laughs> Takes care of the place, yeah. <laughs> He's a fucking lunatic. <laughs> Love you, Carl. Love you, really. <laughs> so, yeah. So, this is... I was As I was telling you just before, before we came on, I was going through, like, the family tree of the super group that we have here. It's a fucking... It's like a super group. It really is, you know. Uh, you have members of Wound Upon Wound, Martishnia, Cold War, um, Gut Wrench, Warpath. That's you, Mark. That is you. And uh, bog, was it the Bogs of Akushnia? Is that it? Uh, the Bogs of Agishka, yeah. Agishka, uh, so our drummer drums with them as well. He's been drumming with them for a, couple, a good couple of years. So now. give me your, give me a rundown of the band, uh, the band anyway, because like as I said, you're doing a lot of lot of pull, you know, a lot of this kind of stuff at the minute. But maybe some of my uh, listeners or viewers may not have heard of you before. So far away, tell me who's who and what they do. Yeah, so I'm I'm Dave. I'm the guitar player. Um, we've also got Garode, who's the other guitar player. Um, Podge, who's our drummer, and Andy, who's our bass player, and then Mark, our, our vocalist. So I'll let you introduce yourself, Mark. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mark. 
Yeah, I'm the vocalist, and uh, that's about as much as I do. <laughs> do you play any instruments at all yourself? Uh, I play guitar and I play bass. Um, I played guitar when I was uh, playing in Gut Wrench, and I played bass when I was in Warpath. And when I was in Warpath, I ended up doing the backing vocals as well. Oh, and that's okay. kind of what kind of, I don't know, maybe put the spark into saying yes to the lads when they asked me. So Awesome. That's a very different, yeah, different style of uh, vocals from Warpath, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. But um, kind of went in just kind of trying it, you know, and uh, yeah. seeing how it went. And yeah, when you're trying to kind of not to... Um, I don't know, like Warpath have their own sound. So I was trying to kind of sound what they wanted to do in their style. But when I went in to do it with Dave and the lads, they kind of had their, it was open to kind of whatever style the music was. So I went in and kind of tried to do what I could for them. Yeah. And uh, sounds yeah. how it sounds. And that's yeah, it. You nailed it. What? I have to say, I'm only getting into, Dave, we've, we would have talked about stuff like over the years. I wouldn't have never really been into really harsh vocals, you know, been a, an angel vo vocalist myself, you know, but uh, like I'm, in, in, my, in my later years, I'm really getting into that kind of stuff now. It's very intense. It's very aggressive. It's very, you know, it, there's something that's clicking with me now rather than when it, like 10 years, 10, 15 years ago, whatever, you know, and um, mm -hmm. I think there's a greater emphasis now on, not just having black metal. I'm not saying you're just black metal, but like yeah. having, a, having, Black metal, not, not, not even accessible to everybody, but it's, you know, people can fucking listen to it now. Do you know what I, I mean? I think, I think what we were going for with this was really to have kind of a big melting pot of all our different influences. So, yeah. you know, as Mark was saying there, previous bands we've all been in have kind of a defined sound that, you know, people knew and people would always reference that sound for each band. Whereas this was more try and put it all together because we all liked things outside of you know the genres that we would have necessarily played like Cold War is very much a kind of a punk and death metal influence Morticnia mm -hmm. was very much a, a black metal influence uh, so for myself they were the two things I brought in and I know Mark brought in kind of the death metal black metal and then a good bit of sludge influence as well the same with Andy so um, it's kind of just melting everything together and you know mm -hmm. coming up with what we came up with was, was mm -hmm. what we wanted to hear ourselves rather than trying to say oh we wanted to sound like a, a black metal album or yeah or death metal album or whatever it was that's, that's coming across in the music you know what i mean as in there's equal amounts of the right stuff i feel anyway as as a listener now i had to listen to it three or four times today over, over the course of the day you know and that's the kind of there's little bits of riffs here and i'm going yeah that's oh yeah I like that. You and know? I think that that's that's good to hear because like we always had a, an idea that, you know, we weren't going to just say we're an extreme band, so we're not going to play catchy riffs. Like mm -hmm. we're, we're all into music. We all like music for, for reasons that it sticks in your head or you get something, you know, that you just yeah. really, really enjoy. So for us, it's always nice to have a little bit of that in the music as well, rather than being straight up technical or straight up, you know, say black metal, screechy, mm -hmm. high pitched tremolo stuff. We want to have a bit of groove in it. And, you know, yeah. that's where the sludge comes in. Yeah, I think people nowadays... They're on to you if if you're not playing something you're happy with. If you're not enjoying it, they're gonna fucking know, you know. Man. 100 percent yeah. Yeah. yeah if you're not enjoying it, how, how the hell is anybody else supposed to enjoy it? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, and here's the thing: if you're talking about something, I, I don't know what you're I want to talk to you about lyrics at some point, uh, Mark. But if you're if you're singing about you have to make it believe, you have to make people believe you're what you're singing, you know. Or yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what we feel anyway. Uh, Dave, if you were in Wound Upon Wound many, many years ago, 
when you had long hair. That's it, yeah. <laughs> do, you miss, do you miss those days? Um, I miss, yeah, the, the crack of it all. And, and, you know, when you're younger, there's a lot more freedom to, to do things with music and stuff like that. You know, when you, when you get older, you have more responsibilities and more things to do and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I miss, I miss bits and pieces of it. But I think it was a, a great learning curve as well. Like, mm. uh, I think me and Mark were saying before, like everybody starts somewhere when it comes to music and builds themselves up. And I definitely learned a lot from, from those days, you know, mm. even just being like starting out young and being at gigs with the likes of yourself and learning from tips and tricks that you'd hear from bands that you would have been in or you know gigs you would have been running and things like that so yeah. you build up all that knowledge over the, the years like and i know and mark it sounds like we're ignoring you but i'm not i swear to god it's just i know him oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to be quiet <laughs> i don't i don't believe that for a minute mark i'm sorry i do not believe <laughs> but just before we go on and it's just for me you said to me didn't you that my dave that you tried out for two tales of woe a good few years ago, I yeah. don't even remember. I think now that was probably even before I played with Cold War. I came oh, down and had one jam uh, back when you were in, I think it was Vault Studios. I don't even remember that. Yeah, that was no, that was going back probably oh, 10 Jesus. years ago. Jesus, that shows you how long I'm playing fucking yeah. music. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, I just think that's a cool little link, you know. Like, uh, I was, I always thought that was hilarious, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean. So give us a, a little bit of a, how did, how did the band get together? Like, you know, like, was it, were you all friends beforehand or? Um, I think, yeah, well, obviously myself being kind of involved with the Wound Upon Wound, Morticney and Cold War groups, like I know a lot of the lads through that. And I knew Mark then through uh, him playing with, with Gut Wrench. We played a good number of gigs with them uh, years ago. And then when he was in Warpath, we obviously played more more gigs with them. Um, and I think just like, when when we kind of finished up a cold war i still kind of well i i suppose i spent a while not really playing much music but then i kind of got the itch again and was trying to put something together um and myself and podge always had kind of ideas of, of riffs we wanted to use that didn't necessarily fit in in other groups so we, we started to put something together uh, and through that it was just basically like asking people i knew who'd be kind of interested and shared the same mindset um and then we, we thought the idea of, of asking Mark to do the vocals would be good because we thought he'd be a good fit and have a good style that would, would go along with what we wanted to do that, as we said, wasn't black metal or wasn't death metal. It was a bit of everything. So, um, yeah, it was kind of just a natural form. And then I think when we when we all got together and jammed, we all kind of had the same idea of, you know, let's just take this at our own pace, do things the way we want to do it and, you know, not rush it. We'd all kind of been in bands before that you know you're dying to get your first gig and you're dying to get a release out there whereas i think we jammed for what was a mark about a year before we even did a first recording or a first gig or anything so we just wanted to make yeah. sure we had everything lined up ready to go um and like and, we, well, it's, a, it's a long year because all you want to do every time you write a song and you're happy with a song is i'd love to play that live and then you get five <laughs> times and you're like, oh i'd love to play that live i'd love to do a gig and then you're like there's a lockdown <laughs> <laughs> and that's something i was going to actually ask you how like because you guys are obviously trying to actively promote a, a release during this how's that going like i mean how hard is it talk to me about that um yeah it's been hard enough like obviously you can't do the usual gigging cycle and everything to try and promote it and you know even the thing of getting your name on gig posters helps obviously promote everything you do yeah. so it's kind of changed, I suppose, to a much more digital means, like doing things like these podcasts and, you know, trying to, to get videos sorted out. Like as we were chatting before this, we, we did a lyric video for one of the tracks um, because we obviously we couldn't meet up to do a, a sort of a band shoot type video or whatever. So 
Um, so that was the only available option, really. But it's just been hard. It's been relying a lot on, on people obviously listening to it and pass it on to their friends and, and, you know, kind of word of mouth, which is good because if people are stuck at home and up to do, they, they have time to listen to music. So it seems um, to be getting a lot of good, a good lot of uh, traction and a lot of good, you know, feedback, it seems anyway. Yeah, it seems so far so good. Like we're pretty happy with it. Like we've always kind of said as well, when we release something, we're not, you know, we don't hold any expectations really other than as long as we're happy with it. So, yeah. you know, obviously it is nice to see people are enjoying it and things like that. But the main thing is that we wanted to be happy with the final product ourselves. So Exactly. And again, as, as I said, it brings it right back to what we were saying. You have to like what you're doing before exactly. people will like it. You know? yeah. And you have to be enthusiastic about it as yeah. well. Like if you're, if you're kind of talking, yeah, I'm in a band. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to be interested in that. So, and you'd wonder how fucking Oasis did so well, wouldn't you? The miserable, miserable, miserable cons, like you know. I'm sorry. Uh, so you've t- is it, now here's what I can't understand. You have two record labels involved. Is it with Course Monk and what's the second name? Amori and Hate. Amori and Hate. So yeah. what what's the deal there now? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, so basically, just when we when we did the recording, we were looking at ways to put it out, and obviously with the pandemic, we were kind of saying what's the the best way to cover as much ground as possible. Um, so, uh, sure, I think it was Instagram. Someone reached out to me saying, Oh, have you heard of this new label from Orion Hate? They're based in Cork and they do tapes. And obviously, with the black metal side of me, it was like, Oh, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not that I, you know, have any massive thing for, for tapes or, you know, CDs or one or the other or whatever. Um, but I just thought the idea of releasing it on, on tape would be pretty cool. So, uh, I just contacted him. I sent him a couple of the songs and said, would you like to work with us? And thankfully he said, yeah, and it was, it was good to go. Um, so that was kind of the tape side of it. And then with the CDs, we did a, we, our one and only gig to date. We did down in Cork with a band called Tombs and uh, they're on Curse Monk. So I was just chatting away to Alex from them. I just mm. asked him what were Curse Monk like to, to work with. Um, and he said, oh, they were fantastic because they, I think, had just got an album coming out on them. So he said, look, send your stuff across to them and, and see if they, they like it and want to want to release it. So again, just sent it across, gave him a bit of info and, and Roger's more than happy to work with us. So we just said, yeah. line it up. And we kind of discussed the idea of doing the tape with Fomori and Hate and the CD with, with Curse Monk. And they both said, yeah, that's a good idea. It covers more ground, gets more promo and, and things like that. So it seems to have worked out well. Like both have sold really well and have kind of reached different people, you know, which is obviously the ultimate goal. It's a great... Uh way to have like you said more exposure with two labels or whatever you know kind of working together like which is nice it's you normally just see one kind of label or whatever like but to, to see the two and you've got every aspect kind of a covered you know which is brilliant it's great to see it and I, I was just fascinated with how come there was two you know yeah it was just as i said to cover the most ground and obviously in a time when you can't uh, when you can't gig it's crucial to kind of reach as many people as possible and i i knew from from chatting to the guys from orion hate that you know they kind of had a a following already purely because they were kind of an underground tape label so we knew at least that would reach people that we wouldn't be able to reach ourselves if we wanted to self-release it so yeah we're just kind of building building like we we self-released the first ep back in 2019 and you know that kind of was a good starting point but we knew we needed to push this one further than the five of us could do ourselves so yeah and um what was i going to say to you drought was the original name of the band wasn't it yeah yeah tell me about what who's the who's the original drought tell me about it. <laughs> uh no yeah we started off obviously under the name name drought and did the first ep under that but we found that it was a, an italian band that had released a, a black metal album and they were called drought as well 
So we said, look, rather than going further down the path and having someone getting confused or, you know, getting uh, mixed up between the two, we said, look, we'll we'll change it now rather than later. So we just searched for as many names as we could that would kind of be a similar style and something easy to remember. So it's a, that's another thing as well. It's, not, it's hard to, to pick a good name for a band, isn't it? <laughs> one that sticks and one that doesn't sound cheesy. Do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> I remember years ago when I had a band, I was I was in a band years ago called Atomic Drop and uh, I wanted to change the name of the, bla- the band to Blue Devil. I don't know why, <laughs> but, you know, like, you know, every, believe it or not, every band I've been in, I've chosen the name, mm. you know, and uh, but yeah, I'm glad I didn't stick with Blue Devil. Do, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to pick something different that nobody's thought of as well, you know. Mm. Even if you think you even think you're onto a winner, you're like, oh Jesus! Nothing on Wikipedia. Go on to Metal Archives, and there's probably fifty bands with the same yeah. name. You're like, oh, fuck's sake. Or you come up with something that you think is really cool, and everyone else is looking at you, going, "Is that all right?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <What's>... <laughs> That's why I don't talk much. <laughs> <laughs> you write it all down, and you you scream about it. That's what you yeah. do. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's basically. It. <laughs> I I uh, when I was when I picked details as well, I don't know why I picked. Well, like, initially it was going to be two. It was only a side project, and it was only meant to be two stories of sad. Like it was only going to be two releases, you know. Now I know we're like nearly twenty years gone, and I still only have two or three anyway. But <laughs> like, there is actually a band called Tales of Woe. You know, it's like a kind of an acoustic mm-hmm. type thing, and I'm like, you know, I'm glad I put the two before and now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't think people would get confused between an acoustic act and yourselves, but <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas we ran the risk of, of getting confused between ourselves and, and the other black metal bands, so we said, look, we'll we'll change it. Yeah, I know. I like it. It's and I was letting it settle with me today, and because like when I'm doing a podcast with a band, and especially when I'm like obviously I know you Dave and I know of you Mark in fairness and you know when I'm getting familiar with a, a new band I like to listen to them I like to ho- keep the whole day free and kind of you know yeah. listen to them all day so like mm-hmm. I was like fraud fraud yeah I like that you know <laughs> so, I think yeah. it also encapsulates a lot of the kind of themes that we deal with in the lyrics like even when we were saying it the first phrase that someone said was oh fraud with danger we we're kind of like oh well, at least people get the kind of negative side of it too so yeah oh yeah I mean, that's what, like, let's be honest, like, negative music has its place in music, in, 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 in life, because there's so yeah. much fucking happy music out there. I mean, have you guys ever tried to write a happy song? <laughs> I don't think I know what a happy song sounds like. <laughs> oh. I tried to write a happy song once with my other band, the Sacred Blues Band, which is like a French bluegrass country type thing. It's great. I love it. It's the total opposite of two tales as well. But yeah. when the, now, I'm not going to tell you this stuff. But the one time I tried to write lyrics for a happy song, it ended up being about anal sex. <laughs> <laughs> I won't ask any more questions. I'll tell you later on. But like, yeah, I was like, no. And I know I wasn't the singer. It was a lovely French girl. Mel is her name. She's a lovely singer. I was like, I can't ask her to sing that. No way. <laughs> so that was my one and only time I tried to write proper, like nice lyrics, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, maybe it might fit with your music. Actually. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. Mark might already have a song written about that. So. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not turning into a fucking porno gore grind band anytime soon. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, God. Oh, that's all we need in this country, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, how where did you record and I, I i do know the answers to all this obviously but i'm just asking it like 
Yeah, we did the, the new one we did up in Hellfire, um, up in the Dublin mountains. Uh, so we kind of looked, we wanted to do something different because obviously with this one, we wanted to really get a, a unique kind of sound for ourselves and kind of make a, like make a name and a sound for, for this band. So we said like, we try something new and try a new engineer and everything. Cause you know, usually we would have want, gone to track mix for the first one and mm. you know, a lot of bands go for that. And I think for the first release for us, that suited us quite nicely. Like in the sound that we got was, was good for, for the first release. But for this, we wanted to try something a bit different and a bit more in that kind of sludgy feel, you know? So we, we knew we wanted to do it all live uh, and we knew we wanted to have it a bit more kind of raw production on it. So we just looked around and um, I can't actually remember who, who saw Hellfire, but um, I know Andy, our bass player, he knew Ivan, uh, who's the engine, one of the engineers up there. And I think he'd recorded one of the Slave Zero albums um, back in the day. Okay. So Andy just mentioned his name and says, oh, I think he, he works up in that Hellfire studio. So you should give him a shout. Uh, so we just went up, we, we had a look around the place. Um, and we just thought like the, the studio itself was incredible. Like they'd loads of different rooms all set up with different acoustics and stuff like that they've got really good analog gear and everything so uh we just said to him look you know have you done much metal stuff and he, he kind of said you know he'd done the slave zero things uh, a couple of years ago but hadn't really done much in, in more recent times so we kind of said right we'll, we'll give it a go then because we thought it would put a you know a unique kind of twist on it yeah. um not getting the stereotypical kind of metal uh, sound or production or whatever so I think it worked out well like I think we definitely captured a lot more of the kind of the natural sound of the band because we did it all live yeah, uh, yeah. so you know it, it has a it has a raw feel a slightly less produced feel but that's what we wanted with this music because the energy carries across a lot more so yeah and everything was as you say everything was done live yeah except the, the vocals were done uh, at the end yeah that's for for keeping everything kind of you know clean and yeah well I mean it's it would be extremely difficult I'd say Mark to do a live recording then have a perfect well not perfect but yeah in, in fairness the vocals were still done largely live as well like yeah, they weren't yeah. done obviously at the same time but they were mostly one takes and you know just kind of a, a go through the song have a take see what you think of it like there's very little kind of drop-ins or edits or anything on, on the vocals even because uh, again we wanted to kind of keep that overall live sound to it you know and it's it mm. you kind of lose that if you took it back and sing the same line 20 times absolutely good old one take bro if you were these can't be one take yeah with records <laughs> yeah i just i don't i don't work by the clock i work by just getting in and get out you know yeah <laughs> so that's a, yeah that's a great i would love that experience of uh like you know recording in somewhere like that actually yeah that just it's something you should definitely yeah. check out the studio like it's worth even you know uh getting in contact with ivan and asking him to go up and have a look at the place i think Coscra are up there at the moment doing an album i just saw a couple of posts about it so sure. i don't know if, if they got the idea from seeing that we were there or whether they just knew about it themselves but i think mm. it's it's definitely going to be a place a lot more bands are trying out anyway because as i said the the rooms and everything are fantastic and the guys are great to work with like it was it was much yeah, more in man it's just so cool and the lads are yeah they really are fantastic they're so accommodating place is yeah. so classic it's just deadly really cool how did it feel, Mark, for you to be transitioning from someone with a, an actual instrument to a vocalist on a recording? How did that feel? Uh, yeah, it was definitely different. But um, yeah, it felt comfortable. But the initial kind of, you know, like not having, like even playing the first gig, um, not having an instrument in front of me, playing on stage, and you're kind of like, oh, this is a, <laughs> this is different. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, it's 
it's just different, but yeah, equally as comfortable as playing. It's you're still doing something on stage anyway, or whether it's on stage or recording, you just have to go for it, don't you? Yeah. But it's yeah, no, it's good, man. It's good fun. I enjoy doing vocals more so than probably playing an instrument. To be honest with you. Yeah, I I would I'd have to agree with you there as well. I I love just being a vocalist, like, you know. Um, yeah. And don't get me wrong, it, yeah, uh, such times I love that kind of security of a of a an instrument in my hands, but yeah, you know, like I, I still wouldn't change the way I am for the world, and, and I'm, you're probably the same now, Mac. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like a little like, yeah, I don't know. Play play more gigs as like just doing vocals. I know, but um. When you're on stage with the guitar in front of you, kind of playing guitar and you can headbang while you're doing it. You're standing there on stage, kind of you yeah. grab the mic stand or you just kind of look around and go, okay. What do I do with my hands? <laughs> what yeah. do I do with these things? You know? <laughs> yeah, grab the mic stand and headbang probably. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good fun. And I just can't wait to play more gigs, really. Like everybody else in the world at the moment who's in mm. a band, I just can't wait to play more gigs. And Can you imagine how, like, and here's hoping, first of all, that our little scene hasn't totally fucking collapsed at just at that yeah. stage first of yeah. all second of all i hope everyone kind of this is probably going to sound real romantic or whatever but i hope everyone kind of says well fuck it if if, if we want to play with jews fuck it we'll just play and you know everybody just gets back into a, a real sense of getting out there and playing yeah, together you know absolutely. i Going think that's get- definitely the idea that we want to have when we get back to it like is you know, Absolutely. just let's let's get things back to a place where we can have gigs again. Yeah. And then yeah. we'll see what we can do. But like as soon as something's available, we want to be able to set stuff up and, you know, just start putting bills together. Like we had we'd one gig booked and and I think it was in May. So it was just kind of when the real tight lockdown restrictions came in. And we were saying like I said a message to the, the guys on the bill and just said, look, I don't think this is going to happen. Um, so like we at that point we were saying we push it out to September thinking you know it'll all be done and dusted by then but yeah. uh like I said to them look I want to keep you all on the same bill when things do come back because you know if this is still what I want to do I wasn't just doing this because it suited I'm, I'm doing it because this is the, the lineup I want to see and yeah you know we'll still keep it there when we come back so it's just trying to put that stuff together again when we can when we can host gigs and stuff I just hope and uh, you know and I'm, I'm... People will probably agree with me on this. I don't know, but I really hope Fibbers doesn't go under, you know, because it's great for gigs, man. You know, yeah. it really is. You well, know? I think, like, they, they did open back up for a while there in some capacity during the, the break in the lockdowns, like when, when outdoor dining and stuff was allowed again. So yeah. hopefully they've been keeping afloat with that. Fingers crossed. Fingers mm-hmm. crossed, you know. Um. Yeah, so... <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> 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 the Irish scene. Give us a few bands that you like on the Irish scene. Uh, as I said earlier, Tombs are one of the ones that I've been checking out a lot of recently. Because um, yeah, as we did the first gig with them, and they were <laughs> right up my street in terms of a mix between kind of I don't know sludge and grindcore or something like that. So I I've been enjoying <laughs> them a lot. Mark. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'd say. I'd say Tombs for absolute definitely. Um. They're just. They have that, as they've said, sludge sound. That's just like, yeah, it's amazing. And then uh, Killface, um, they have that fast trash kind of. Are they still going? I don't know, man. As much as anybody else is going at this stage, but um, I gave for the first time, and embarrassed because, as I've probably said before, 
I don't really listen to a lot of new music and they're not new at all. But I was sent to the Dave last night and I said, what the fuck? How have I never listened to these before? But I gave Zora a go last night. And the real deal, sweet isn't it? Jesus, sweet Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the real deal. I can't put my finger on where the gig was. And I, like, or I have it in my head that it was down in Clare that they played, but I'm not sure if it was um, that I, I played at the Meter as Wound or Morticnia. And I just remember being blown away by the live show. I just thought it was class. Like it was just so yeah. high energy and like it was it was one of the bands that stood out for me anyway so when mark texted me last night it was like i knew you'd like them they're fucking amazing they're yeah. amazing and i wouldn't mind the two i think two times we've played two or three times we played with them we've had to follow them i'm like fuck the fuck <laughs> are we gonna follow them and then yeah. you just fucking have to give it your socks then but i love, I love <laughs> bands like that that are yeah. that good yeah you're, you're like oh here we go yeah yeah, yeah. but and they're mad bastards as well <laughs> i think is it is did they play the the Vakken battle thing and I think they played at Vakken and the, the live video from that is, is class yeah. as well it's yeah, really they, really good they, they played they've played Vakken and the Bloodstock as well now okay as far as I know yeah. but uh, yeah the fucking they'll tell you they're some musicians aren't they yeah 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 absolutely they really it's are great, it's great to see them getting recognition outside of the country as well not just you know within our own kind of scene but seeing them over in the UK and the likes of Vakken yeah. stuff, it's great would you guys have much of a desire to, to play in the UK and all that kind of stuff? Or? Yeah, like, as, as we were only saying, like myself and Mark were saying, we play anywhere at this stage. Um, but it just depends on what capacity things come back. And, like, the UK, I think, will be a bit difficult now with the whole Brexit situation yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. uh, like, I'll play anywhere. <laughs> I wouldn't rule anywhere out. But, you know, it just depends on what's available like with with the coronavirus thing uh, i was saying before like there's no there's no plans to do it just yet because none of us can really afford to go away play one weekend gig come back and spend two weeks quarantining or whatever so at the yeah. moment there's probably nothing on the table but definitely in the future it's it's the first thing we want to do when we can yeah absolutely it's it's a, you know i think you guys would do well on the road you know uh, like we've all we're all used to doing you know tours here and there and stuff so i think we'd be well well versed for that sort of thing it's just being able to do it and getting getting ourselves together like we've all got full-time jobs so trying to get the same time off to get a week you know in a different country is, is challenging yeah. but it's not easy and then when you have kids as well like it's oh geez. oh yeah it's a whole different game then <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely I'll um, play a festival, no tourists, just festivals. <laughs> well, we'll 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 send that email off for you. See what the oh yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to be before seven o'clock because you have to be back with the kids in bed. <laughs> so yeah, that'd be that'd be uh it'd be it'd be nice to see us doing something kind of outside the country at some point. It really would. Yeah, hopefully. Like it's on it's on the to-do list once we can. Is there any big bands you'd you'd you would like to play with in this band? Uh, just as fans type thing you know what I mean I'd love well more so I'd love to, to see them again uh, but I'd love to to see or play with Ulcerate right. um, I caught them in the Grand Social a couple of years ago and they were brilliant they'd be definitely high on my list of favourites Mark? Uh, probably the last one that absolutely blew me away and because every time I listen to it it's probably just dragged into sunlight Oh, I yeah. feel like I'm just telling myself that all the time. It's just <laughs> shut up, Mark. Just yeah, well, But <laughs> like, yeah, no, amazing band. What witness live, mm. amazing to listen. With you imagine, yeah, amazing to listen to in general. But uh, yeah, amazing. Just some they say they're amazing. 
<laughs> I think they're amazing. Yeah, no, some good bands there actually, and that'd be an interesting uh, lineup. <laughs> I think there's obviously all, all the, the the big bands, you know, that everyone would yeah. love to tour with Cannibal Corpse, Mayhem, all that. But like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly where I'm coming from with that. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, I said I wanted to talk to you about lyrical contents. Tell me what's no, the, is there a theme? <laughs> is there a theme going on there in the EP, or is there, are they all separate, or? Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, I wrote them in a way that they all kind of ran into each other and they all have something to do with a specific subject and okay. they do have a team. And if I were to go into it, uh, I won't go into it, but they do have a specific team. Yeah, but... Um, I always like to know how lyricists write their lyrics, you know, because it's, it's always yeah. interesting, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, um, it's just full of your lovely misery, doom and gloom. And uh, yeah. That's that yeah. good stuff. And was that your first time kind of doing in this band? Doing writing lyrics? Uh, lyric, uh, lyrics and vocals on this band, yeah, definitely, yeah. Besides the two other songs we had recorded previously yeah. to this piece. But um, yeah, it's my first time doing full lyrics and vocals in a band. And, uh, Fair play. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, yeah. I'm enjoying it anyway, you know. Good. A lot less, a lot less stress. <laughs> Fine, it's amazing. And uh, it's good to write something down and shout it out loud and it's yeah. therapy isn't it it's therapeutic it really is yeah it really is yeah leaving oh. the jam room going jesus that was brilliant. yeah that's what <laughs> i'm saying like, yeah like, that's, what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what that's what i meant when i said that there's a place for negative music negative lyrics do you know what i mean because it's, yeah, yeah. it's like therapy for me it is anyway. negativity and leaving positive yeah it's amazing yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely well, it's funny that a lot of people mention that around kind of like metal music and all that being such an angry type of music like i don't think obviously okay you've got the, the extreme black metal uh, group that are you know all evil and don't want to ever smile but like i mean I, I don't think we approach it like that we approach it like we just write the music it's what we want to hear and you know it might come from a dark place or dark experiences but i think generally we don't sit in and dark room crying to ourselves or you know punching holes in walls we're not that type yeah. of people it's just the music just comes out as that's what we like to hear yeah, yeah. And, and that's it like you know you aren't in norway planning on born in churches or anything like you know the stress of that yeah i know yeah <laughs> i remember though someone saying like i think it was on facebook or somewhere they'd linked a I think it was like an Eric Clapton song or something and said, oh, this song encapsulates so much sadness in, in, a, in a musical sense, like the way he plays the guitar and all this oh, stuff. No. And like, well, I mean, I appreciate that, that someone can take an emotion from a song. And for us, like that emotion just happens to be, you know, anger or aggression or, yeah. you know, a, like a dark, I don't want to say depressing, but like, you know, they're themes and emotions that people sometimes are afraid to deal with. And if yeah. you can do it in a way that actually doesn't negatively impact you, that's good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, fair play, and that's the, that's exactly what it, you know. And when you when you can hit that sweet spot, and I don't mean that to sound like a kind of like a marketing thing. I don't. But when you can hit that sweet spot between the right music and the right words, yeah, it's, it's yeah. unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, and to be able to write something and trying to make it kind of be in a way abstract, but when you read it back to yourself, you're kind of a bit confused when you read it the next day. But you're like, oh, actually, I know what I meant by that, and I know what I meant by that, mm. but. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely uh, it's definitely interesting writing lyrics and kind of putting everything down on a page and seeing it back. And yeah, it's nice to have this different uh, view and approach and perspective yeah. in a band. It's class, yeah. <laughs> Dave, um, does it sound-wise, you know, sonically, only a tiny little bit 
I get a little bit of a Celtic Frost vibe off the, the guitars. Do you, would you agree with me there? Or in a little bit, maybe? Yeah, I suppose like they're like they would have been a band that I would have kind of written a lot of stuff around in, in previous bands and stuff like that. So it obviously carries over. Um, like did their album Monotheist actually? Oh, an absolutely fantastic album. That's the um, one. That's one of my favorite albums. Like, yeah, no, I, I that that for me now. When I heard that years ago, I just thought that was class, and I loved how sim like the simplicity of it was heavy. Yeah. Um. So like, we definitely have elements of that, you know, that have woven its way into the sound. Like the the track "Empty Vessel," I suppose the start of that is, you know, it's simple but it's heavy in the simplicity yeah. as well. So there's definitely undertones of it. Yeah. Absolutely, and that's a great thing, and I, and I meant that as a compliment, obviously. Like you mm. know, uh, what what tune are you in, Dave? Uh, B standard. Is that for all tracks, or are you going yeah. lower for anything else? No, that's all the tracks at the moment. Fair play. Fair we, play. we may we may drop it down lower for something in the future, but at the moment, <laughs> that's where where everything lives. You're pretty low down as for for now, you know. I reckon you're okay for now. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was that's the kind of key defining piece that gives us that sludge sound. You know, a lot of the black metal stuff is traditionally kind of E or D standard or yeah. something. So, uh, the carcass influence of, of B was was heavy on this one. Nothing wrong with that, is it either? Absolutely nope. nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um yeah, so yeah, so um <laughs> sorry. sorry. I um I wanted to say before we, I'm going to wrap it up in a few minutes. Um, it's been fantastic talking to you. And hopefully we can do it again, you know, soon, soon, sooner rather than later. Or hopefully we'll play a gig together, maybe. Who knows? So I was going to say, hopefully it's an in person. Uh, yes. Chin wag well, the next time. Dave, there's always an open invitation to my house for you. And Mark, you don't even live that far from me. She don't. Probably not. Probably yeah. not. We won't, open yeah, we won't say anything else about that. But before we do go, <laughs> right, give us some of the bands, or sorry, some of the albums you're listening to now at the minute. Just what, what are you listening to at the Go minute? on, Mark, say Drag the Sunlight again. <laughs> Apart from Drag the Sunlight. Drag the Sunlight. Um, I suppose for me, yeah. I, I, I'd be big into Drag the Sunlight as well. I've been going back and listening to a lot of, uh, a lot of Mayhem as well recently. Um, and I think we're all fairly in, I don't know if you've heard of Car Bomb, but we're all fairly... Heard of them. Yeah, listen to a, a good bit of that myself. Um, I think the other lads would be kind of the same boat. Um, yeah, the Ulcerite stuff is still still heavy rotation here. Yeah. I think what I'm trying yeah. to do is, I suppose, put in a bit more of the weirder influence into our stuff. Like, you know, <laughs> as I said before, we were kind of all influenced by different things, but trying to find the weirder aspects of it and put little bits of it here and there. We don't want to turn into like a tech death band or anything, but just a little sprinkling. There's enough tech ba- tech death bands out there. Mm, really just about trying new things, really. Like when we're kind of writing songs, we're not afraid to come up with an idea and someone will say, oh, that sounds a bit strange. It's like, yeah, we haven't tried it before, so let's let's just give it a go and see if it works. Yeah. It's like picking a band name, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everything comes back to it. It really does. But, uh, what does that sound like? Oh, that sounds a bit familiar. Shut up, you're out of the hand. <laughs> that nearly happened to me before, actually. <laughs> In my own band. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're uh, going to finish up now, and I'm going to have, I'm going to play one of your tracks of the EP at the very end, which was the one you did the lyric video for. What's it called again there, lads? Fracture. Fracture. Yeah. And, of course, the EP is called Splitting Tongues. It's a cool name. I like that, by the way. Mark, did you come up with that? No, that was a collective effort. 
<laughs> I think it was actually, taken from. Actually, it was it's, taken it's, from in the, the it's in one of the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's nice. It's sharp. You know, I like it. Um, oh, before we go, actually, who did the artwork? Sorry. That was my missus, Sarah. How are you, Sarah? She can't hear you. She's downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I like it. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah. No, it's cool, man. She uh, she does a lot of that type of stuff. Um, she has an Instagram page, which is Black Fever Art. And yeah, she does a lot of jewellery. She does a lot of everything. She's a very, very creative woman. And I picked her brain and we came down to look at the lyrics I'd written down on everything. And we went through the kind of team of the whole thing and gave her an idea. And then she had a better idea than I did. And she came back to the image, as she does. And yeah, it was amazing. Sent it on to the lads and everyone gave it a thumbs up. So we went with that. Yeah, it's very cool. I like it. Steady. And there was, there was a good few pieces that she's done that I think we were all really impressed by. And, you know, yeah. would have been happy to use. We've, you know, been lucky to, to get her involved. I think that's one of the other things that we've always said with this is we want to try and keep as much of this personal to the band as we can, whether it's art or, you know, merchandise, yeah. stuff like that. Like, yeah, you know, it just, it just adds that extra little element, even subconsciously when you have someone that's tied into the music as, as closely as she would be. Um, yeah. It's good yeah. to have them involved. They know the stuff really well. Um, yeah. So nice to be able to tell her what the lyrics are actually about so she can really get in there. <laughs> Every, everything she draws means <laughs> Every line. Would you use some of her stuff for maybe for merchandise? T-shirts and the like. Hopefully, yeah. Like the plan is to obviously do some merch to support the EP. Um, so there'll probably be some flavour of, of the album or the EP cover on it. Um, but yeah, we, we haven't we haven't gone too far into other uh, ideas for merch and stuff, but we do have some uh, kind of ideas at a high level what we want to do. So yeah, while we were just planning that out, and well, can I can I make one request if that's alright? And I always say it to bands. I never say it off off camera. We're gonna say it now. Will you make fat bastard sizes, please? <laughs> I need one for myself as well. <laughs> you talk the words out of my mouth. <laughs> what make fat bastard sizes for me? Thanks. From me. <laughs> 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 this lockdown has not been kind yeah yeah i know oh i know <laughs> yeah so that's great before we go you tell me everywhere you are at so we can tell people where to go and buy stuff facebook Bandcamp, um for for the band instagram as well um and then obviously all the the music is available through Bandcamp from the band directly or you can buy it from from orion hate if you're looking for i think it's a small few tapes maybe one or two left um at, and then there's a couple of uh, cds left at curse monk as well if, if you want to pick up a cd awesome awesome that's great um as i said I'll, I'll link all that stuff in the in the description for this later on at some yeah point. it's on it's streaming everywhere as well yeah. spotify amazon apple all those usual places awesome gentlemen it's been an absolute pleasure and thank you so much for coming back coming to my my return show I, uh, you know, you were gentle with me, thankfully. Uh, um, thanks for having us. It's good to see you yeah, back. Glad to be a part of it, man. Thanks very much for having us. Glad you're okay. Thank you. Thank you. Well, anyway, listen, that was Fraught. And we're going to listen to... What's the song again? Fracture. Fracture. <laughs> I'm testing you, it's not me. <laughs> and uh, as I said, boy, the CP, it's fucking awesome. I'm really, really impressed with it, I have to say. So... Uh, 
have a listen to this and then as i said click on those links and buy this shit for now king Wall's court is out of here stop yeah i, I can edit all this now hang on a right. second <laughs>